it's nothing short of ho ho ho! That doesn't mean it's Christmas Day. That just means ho ho ho! It's time for the show. <laughs> uh, welcome everyone to another uh, mad session of uh, Two Smoking Guns right here on 88.3 Southern FM. We are the sounds of the Bayside and beyond. And uh, as always, my great mate uh, couldn't. Just couldn't live and work without him doing what we do here. Hello, Ratsy. Hello, Scotty. How are you, mate? Are you practising to be Santa? Well, I don't know. There's part of me that probably fits the suit, <laughs> and uh, it's probably not the voice. Right. <laughs> well, it is. Uh, that season oh, coming up. Mate, I was uh, around, wandering it? through a department store the other day. Oh, yeah. uh, I had to go and replace my computer. Oh, you did. I'm and I uh, wandered through a said uh, establishment, yes. um, and they were playing Mariah Carey oh, already, and the Christmas were trees were up. Oh, my goodness. And it gets earlier every year, mate, does they've, it? Oh. They've been up forever. <laughs> I, mean, I think can, they leave them up from mate, year to year, don't they? You, now? you can find Christmas wrapping at Easter. <laughs> oh, no. It's, <laughs> hey, mate, it's, just, the hot cross buns the hot cross be buns can't be. Far away. <laughs> I know. Easter eggs are just now 24 7, 365. <laughs> I know. There, you can get them all year round. Oh, but, mate, oh, there's, no. there's nothing you can't get all How are you, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm well. I am well. It's, you know, it's been a bit chilly and. And whatnot, and and I'll tell you, there's something that uh, that we'll do this next week, is we'll carry it over. Yes. In that we might be able to sort of have a, uh, a discussion around two episodes of something we've been waiting for well, it's, for a it's, very, it's, very, very, very. It's dropping time. tonight. <laughs> in, well, in the vernacular, it, it might it might have dropped. Earlier this right. week, potentially. Well, oh, we're yeah. talking listeners about our favourite television oh, show, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. And um, we're going to save up oh, a mate, few seriously. and then do a bit of a binge. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, yeah that's a good idea. Yeah, well, yeah. I might just watch it and then I might watch about six episodes and then just cram six of them again. Yeah. You know, just repeats on a Sunday. Now, that's good. That's good. Day that's a something. good thing. So um, we're through racing. We're through racing. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much wound yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I did notice uh, through the week that there was a lucky punter at the uh, on course. Um, oh, I think this I was might, uh, yeah. this was on Cup Day. Have a mystery bet? No, it's come to light. This, oh, this um, this is a good luck yarn, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a good story. Yeah. He's he's a he's a punter. He settled on um, the numbers four, five, six, nine for his uh, for his box first four, yes. if you like, on the cup. Right. And then number six was scratched, he was told. Yes. So he put three in, right? Yes. So he's watching the horses parade around the mounting yard. This is the cup This itself? is the cup, the big one. Yeah. And he, and he goes, number six was running. Oh. He goes, God. So he goes to the same window to query his initial bet. Yes. And the operator said, oh, I'm really sorry, sir. I mistakenly put that bet on race four rather than race seven. Oh. <gasps> Um, the good news is you won twenty one grand. <laughs> oh, stop it! That's unbelievable. So we had some uh, leftovers for the cup after after that. Well, I was going to say that's because, a good story, isn't it? Um, if he if they'd got it right, he wouldn't have won because number one won. Yeah, well, gold. Yes, gold tip. And uh, further to that, uh, I am. That's uh, I have many WhatsApp groups. Yes. If you're familiar with the app. Yes, I'm familiar with the app. One of them is a punting sort of yeah, right. app. Yeah, and okay. uh, one of the guys put on the actual bet coupon of uh, his niece. Right. Who spent $10, picked the first four and picked up 46 grand. Oh, Never bets, it. apparently. Stop it. So I, 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 I replied, 
I should never bet either. (laughs) (laughs) Just get a dartboard, I think, is the only way to go. Exactly. Maybe she counted the amount of Smarties she had left in her pocket or something. I know. So we're through the racing, and we've just had the World Cup on the weekend, which was a pretty pretty good game, actually. Yeah, it was. Um, The English got up. up. All the Poms. I got a lot of of English mates, and uh, they're up and about, and then they're very nervous. Right. Because uh, I was with a few of them at the uh, local distillery. Yes. And I left at half time once the Pakistanis had put up a mediocre total. Yeah, and I well, said yeah, to the they... assembled throng, you've got this in the bag. Yep. And they all looked at me and said, don't you realise this is an English sporting team? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is in the bag. No, no. So, but no, they duly won and won well. Yeah, they so did win well. Congratulations to them. Yep. Australia's got a bit of thinking to do about their short-form cricket. Scotty? You, you think we, we fall into the soul-searching? I think they <laughs> are going to do some soul-searching <laughs> to find some answers. Oh, goodness. Um, and then, of course, now we're into uh, probably the next session of drafting for the AFL. Yes. We've got the women's game still going on, women's yep. cricket. I'm very confused because there's women's footy and women's cricket on right now. Yeah, there is. And yeah. I... I Seasons aren't the same anymore, clearly. Well, and the other thing I think I read is that uh, now the chap that had steered England to the men's T20, prior to that, was head of the women's yes. T20, and he won that as well. Yes, he's, he's, so he's, he's, he's two going, from two. He's going all right. Two from two. Who's he going to coach now? <laughs> the Aussies are looking at anyone. Hey, I'll tell you what, though, because I, I was, uh, you know, in terms of doing my research... I was sitting there and I was thinking about all these things that it. I don't know how you can say doing your research with a straight face. Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just flicking through the flicking paper. Flicking through the paper. <laughs> um, but do you know what else is coming up that's huge? Oh, yes. Oh, there's a games. Yeah, well, they, well, there's a World that. Cup. Yeah, well, there's that. The World Cup soccer that starts to have just, on... It's like a in, week's time or something. Two weeks' time? Because yeah. the final something like... It's in Qatar. Good luck over there. Qatar. Hey? They've built um, 11 new stadiums. <laughs> Overnight? For the last four <laughs> years. And they have, wow. They're brand new. Really? And um, that's uh, we were having a chat at the pub about what's the most corrupt sporting organisation on the planet. Yeah. FIFA? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or the Olympic or Committee? Things to do with either... <laughs> Uh, uh, an Olympics style event or how, tournament? How in God's name does Qatar get a World Cup if it's not graft and corruption involved? Allegedly. It's 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 a it's not a question that really requires answering. You it's a rhetorical going, question. You, you're 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 on the plank walking out oh, here, old son. I'll tell yeah, you. I'll tell you what. <laughs> what you anyway? We don't go as far as Qatar, so it's probably a good thing. No, we don't go um, to Qatar. But no, well, I tell you, off I'm sure, back, our content uh, would work in Qatar. Then off the back of that, then and uh, what's the other one then? Well, no, that was the one I was talking about. Oh. So, yeah, Isn't the, the Com Games coming? The Com Games. So, uh, because... Is that it, he, that's Victoria. It is Victoria, but is it's that, actually the whole of Victoria. Is it next year? It's actually not till 2026. Oh. So, these are the games that fell right. over in Russia. Is oh. that right? I think that's right. Right. So, wherever well, they were due to be held... I don't know that Russia's part of the Commonwealth. No, but, oh, um, no, no, of course I'll, not. I'll forgive um, you that. Sorry. Um, unless unless, it, unless Putin's I think, no, but on I think the doorstep. It, I think nobody wanted it. 
Right. <laughs> so guess where? It comes here. It comes here. Yeah, yeah, to the Skilda Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just thought, I thought this was pretty interesting because I have heard that um, they're sort of going to use it as a regional tourism platform. I had heard that. So, and that's, do you know where that's they, where they go? Yeah, I do. Oh, cool. So I'm going to step you through it. Beautiful. Um, well, I'm, in fact, I might give you uh, an area and see if you can guess what they're going to host. Oh, perfect. Let's, let's, let's do play that. Um, Spot the Sport. Spot the Sport. <laughs> spot the spot sport. sport from the area. Okay. What do you reckon they're going to do in Geelong? Geelong will do yachting. Uh, no. No. Okay. Um, Fencing. <laughs> Uh, no. Basketball. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll save you. Um, so, Geelong will host nine sports, oh. including women's T20 cricket, right. triathlon. Right, yes, on the beach front. Um, and para triathlon, mm. weightlifting mm-hmm. and para power lifting, beach volleyball, hockey, artistic gymnastics and aquatics. Oh, good on them. Yes. Golf will tee off on the Bellarine Peninsula. Oh, yes. nice. What, four to, and, a 13-inch and beach? And coastline rowing will make its Commonwealth debut in Torquay. Uh-huh. Coastline rowing. That's is rowing that in just, the sea. Is that just with a surf ski? Pretty like, much. Yes. Well. yes. Anyway, so well, there we are. There's so. a new sport coming in. Coast, uh, coastal rowing. Coastal rowing. <laughs> uh, what about if we track north mm-hmm. and we head up to um, Bendigo? Bendigo. They and the goes will have up there. The Bendigo, they'll have the clay pigeon rifle shoot. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> uh, they are going to host the uh, cycling track and paratrack. Are they? Yes, they are. In a temporary velodrome at Bendigo Showgrounds. <laughs> There's a highlight. <laughs> Put that um, on the bucket list. Uh, the 3 by 3 basketball and the 3 by 3 wheelchair basketball. Bendigo will also host lawn bowls. Oh, terrific. Uh, and para lawn bowls, table tennis and para table tennis, netball and squash. Oh, excellent. So then we come down to possibly the coldest place in Victoria. Yeah. Have a stab. Warrnambool. Uh, Ballarat. Ballarat. <laughs> well, even the snow runs away up there. It's that cold. Um, they will host athletics. Oh, good place for an outdoor. Wow, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Bring your puffer jacket. Oh, the men's 100 frost run. <laughs> um, they'll host athletics, uh, para-athletics. Yeah. At a revamped Eureka Stadium. Boxing will step into the ring oh, in Ballarat. Boxing. Yeah, boxing, um, which is normal. Friday. Where was the weightlifting? Uh, is that Geelong? Yeah, yeah that was uh, Geelong. Geelong. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, I was going to say, uh, boxing is going to be there, but it's there every Friday night anyway. (laughs) 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 They'll step into the ring at Ballarat. At least they're going to ring this time. Ring-a-ding-ding in Ballarat. Instead of uh, outside the the Main Road Hotel, (laughs) if there is one. Uh, Mountain bike competition will take place on 60 kilometres of trails in nearby Creswick. Yes, Creswick. Nice part of the world. So then we're going to go back further north, but probably a bit northeast. And we're going to go to a lovely little place called Shepparton. Shep? Shep will have the tennis. Uh, No. No. So Shep is going to get the men's and women's cycling time trials for the road race, as well as BMX racing, with more than 100 athletes competing. That's all they get. <laughs> That's all they get. <laughs> yeah, not much. Oh, they would have thought there's right some on. nice grass ca- tennis courts there in Shep. Now we're going to do a complete Shep. 180, and we're going south. Yep. And we're going to Gippsland. Oh, uh, the Gippy. The Down gippy. the Gippy, Gippy Highway. Down the, to the Gippy. So we've got five sports. Down okay. The gippy. Um, 
the wife carrying? Uh, nearly. Right. Shooting. Shooting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the parachuting? Uh, badminton rugby sevens. Oh, rugby sevens. Yeah. <laughs> is, that a, is that on the Commonwealth? Yeah, they'll just recruit some down there too, I reckon. Uh, road cycling and women's T20 it's cricket. a lot of cycling going on, yeah, Scotty. Yeah, a lot of cycling. And the women's T20 cricket, which I thought was back up in Geelong. The T20 cricket. T20. Wasn't in the Com up? Games. When did that come in? Well, yeah, so Geelong's going to host women's T20 cricket and so's Gippy. Oh, well, the cycling road race will finish with a criterium... In central Taralgon. Um, so there we go. Is there so, anything in the city or is it all regional? Oh, no. No, you've got to, you've got to go hundreds of miles to get oh, kilometres. You know, so right. you make a weekend of it and you go to Gippie yeah. one weekend and then you go up to Shep another weekend. Oh, it's possibly. good for tourism, isn't it? So maybe a couple of back to back weekends where you just go and watch the Com Games. Yeah. Go and have a weekend somewhere, go to drop into a winery, have a spot of lunch got somewhere. Four years to plan it. Plenty of time up our sleeve, old son. Oh, that's so, good. Um, that's a good way to do it, I think. And then hopefully they all, you know, put out their finest wares and um, promote the Jesus out of all of those little places. That's good. Big places and get some ongoing tourism as a result. Because um, it's probably not too often that you get global TV cameras in such a in such areas. How many people would eyeball the Com Games, do we think? It's not the Olympics, no. it's the Commonwealth and Games. And in fact, I think the closing ceremony is also going to be at GMHBA. Is it just? The old Cattery. No. Yes, I believe. Either the opening or the closing, or both. But they're not going to get a sniff of the MCG, which I would have ah. thought they could possibly have just done the opening ceremony at the G yeah. and then sent them all off in their direction as to where they've got to go and compete. And they should all go off in um, chariots or, uh, <laughs> or, or uh, tuk-tuks or something um, and just do it differently. Anyway, there we go. Um, apparently, so that's what's um, going to happen apparently the Birmingham... Games, which yes. have just been held. Yeah, common, common, Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Um, 28.6 million people watched the opening ceremony. Uh, yeah, well, I reckon it's we'll More get, than I would have thought. I reckon we'll get 2.8. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I, don't, I mean, is that glo- a global audience, 28.6? Yeah. That's yeah. not a lot, is it, for a global audience? BBC streams. Will you get 4 million watch the AFL Grand Final? Yeah. Well, when we get closer to the thing we'll do a nearest the pin yeah okay and we'll see and, and, how we go and then we'll we'll have a nearest the pin as to how many people attended the games post games yes we'll yes, well. yes see how we go um, very good anyway very good oh good That's to hear that, that. i mean i'm I'd, i'm probably would go to ballarat or bendigo yeah I'm i wonder sure whether the tickets will be balloted well, we have to go oh, into a ballot. Hey, Last well, time the Com Games were in Melbourne, you had to do that. Surely not, would you? And I got in my ballot. I was, you know, you always think you. I didn't you know you're never going to get the men's 100 metre final, but no, it goes to all the corporates. Yes, yeah. but I was hoping I might get uh, the weightlifting because I don't mind a bit of the weightlifting. Yeah, no, the weightlifting. Right. It's a shame that old. What Darryl, I got that was the velodrome, which yeah. was the old Rod Laver set oh, yeah. up there. Yeah, and I got the very back row. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so uh, that was exciting. Yeah, and then we got the uh, the clay pigeon shoot <laughs> out at Lilydale, <laughs> where we were lucky enough to go and stand in forty degree heat with no shade, <laughs> oh. 
and watch uh, watch blokes <laughs> shooting clay pigeon targets. That would have been fun. We lasted about an hour and a half, and I said, let's go to a winery for lunch. I've got a better idea. So um, that was what I got in the ballot. Yeah, I don't know what I want to go and watch. I mean... It's like getting a scratchy ticket and winning nothing, really. <laughs> two bucks. Two it's bucks. Cost you $2.50 to buy it. Um, yeah, maybe go to Ballarat and go see some boxing and some mountain bike. Yeah, mountain, mountain biking would be, be pretty right. cool. Yeah. And you'd, you'd probably get, get a ticket you know, to that. Up, up close and personal. Shepparton, maybe. Shep's very flat, though. So. I don't know. Uh, we've got plenty of time to think about it. Plenty of time to think about it. We do. Tell you what we'll do. We'll take a little break oh, right. while we think about it a little bit more. Okay. And on the other side of this, I've got some, uh, some wine news for you. Excellent. Excellent, he says, <laughs> licking his lips. So, welcome back to the Two Smoking Guns. We are. Southern FM. Yes. Sounds of the Bayside. Sounds of the Bayside and beyond. Streaming everywhere in the Absolutely world. Absolutely streaming everywhere. Um, Scotty. Yes. Can music influence the taste of wine? Um, I think there's probably a certain sense of romance and feeling that music might make you feel that's then uh, capable of harnessing the said taste of a wine. I would say yes. Spot on. You're dead right. Well done. Top of the class. (laughs) Elephant stamp. There's plenty of anecdotal evidence to suggest that the music you enjoy improves the experience of drinking wine, of course, because yeah, it puts it, you in a good mood. Yeah, exactly. And therefore, you're more open well, to... It, you've got multiple, Same with a good meal or... Correct. Nice wine. Well, you've got multiple sensory things going yes, on. Yes, exactly. Taste buds, audio, visual, potentially, depending on who's performing. Correct. You know, if it's live music. There's even a winemaker in California. Yep. He plays classical music while he's blending his wine ah. because he believes it puts him in a better mood and he believes the music can change the energy in the room and the mood of those doing the blending. That makes some sense to me. And if he has too much, he could end up with one of the craziest wines he's ever put together. Depends what sort of music he's playing. <laughs> yeah, that's course. right. Yeah. He wouldn't be playing punk rock or well, anything I was going like to say, uh, if, he was, uh, if he was in there with um, We're So Pretty, Oh So Pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. You'd be, be playing pretty... calming music, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's right. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Interestingly, uh, and when uh, this, this occurred when I was in Italy. Yes. We went for a tasting at a very well-known winery. Mm-hmm. And they were playing opera. Oh, yeah. That would be magic. As they were... Uh, um, de-seeding the grapes and yeah. putting them through the thing. And on our way to the tasting room, they played opera and they had candles because that influences the disposition to buy. Yeah, 100%. If you're in a good mood, you're yeah, going to buy. 100%. Supermarkets have been doing this for years, clearly. Yeah. Playing yeah. music to make us feel good. Yeah. Interestingly, Krug, which is a champagne producer, yes, it is. Familiar. they have just partnered with composers... Uh, to record an original piece of music to go with each vintage of their wines. Why not? And Krug have just partnered up with a guy who you may remember, Ruichi Sakamoto. Oh, Mrs. Sakamoto, son. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Him. Yeah, no, yeah. No. He's, he's done a lot of movie scores over the yes. over the journey. So I'm familiar with his name. If he walked in the street, Ruichi I know Sakamoto. Him. Anyway, okay. And you can go to their website, krug.com, and I did that today yes. in the purposes of research. Right. And I listened to 
I didn't listen to the 30-minute concerto, but I listened to 15 minutes of it. Right. And then I thought, after that, I thought, mm, I feel like a champagne. <laughs> <laughs> so it works, you see. Ah. It works. Uh, look, I, 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 There must have been subliminal little messages in there going, drink champagne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drink champagne. Drink champagne. I, I have... I would have no hesitation in believing that's a marriage made in heaven um, and two lovely things to do. A is to listen to some beautiful music and, and B, drink a beautiful wine. And C, charcuterie board. Uh, no, no, charcuterie board. <laughs> yeah, I had one of those on. Speaking uh, of. I had one of those on the weekend. I'm sure you I did. did. Speaking beauty? of food, was this is down at yeah, old Ricketts Point. Ah, what'd you do a picnic? Well, no, no, it's in the in the little in the cafe down there. Oh, yeah, you ordered so, it, you didn't make it, and I almost couldn't finish it. Wow! And now you're talking to me. That's right? unlucky. Okay, so I got halfway through. For all the listeners out there, <laughs> Scotty knows his way around a no more way around a, a shark board. <laughs> In a couple of trolleys. Yes. Um, anyway, go on. Um, this is right up your alley, being a clean green guy. Ah. This is uh, Melbourne researchers, and I love it when Melbourne, yep. you know, or Australians get on this. Well, if we're putting money into it, it's nice to know we've got some research well, coming they're looking back at, out. Um, they're looking at a solution that could solve two problems at once. Right. What are the two problems? Food waste. That's a problem. And packaging that ends, uh, ends up in landfill. That's a bigger problem. Right. So this is Victoria University yeah, people, good, right? Good. Go Vic Uni. They're working on bio-based food packaging. Yep. So trials have begun. They're using some agricultural waste from Werribee South Farm. That's the uh, poo farm. Yep. Uh, and waste from zucchini, celery, and lettuce to create composta- compostable, 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 compostable packaging. Not combustible. combustible. No, compostable. I did get that right. <laughs> um, so what they're doing is they're getting leaves, stems, reject, rejected produce, etc., and they're forming them into effectively a cardboard replacement right. packaging for food. Right? Yep. They're also, this was fascinating to me, yep. they're using the starch created from peas. Yes. Um, I don't know how they get that starch from the peas. don't know. But they're using it to make a flexible film that could be used instead of plastic wrapping. Excellent. How good's that? That's what we like. So in the future, peas could be sold in a bag made from the leftover starch sauce from the very vegetables that they are. Inside them. Yes. And then the whole thing can, once you're finished, can go in the rubbish and it totally decomposes. Or you could put them in your compost bin. I was going to say, could you eat it? Don't think it'll taste great. It's just starch. Yeah. So the global market, apparently, for what's called bio-packaging, Scotty, yes. is estimating, by the time the Commonwealth Games come around in 2026, to be $184 billion. Mate, I, I, I'm telling you, there's a whole and it bunch s- of... makes so much sense. There's a whole bunch of stuff under our nose right now that in five or ten years' time, we're going to sit here and go, my God... Why were we doing that? In 2022, did we not talk about the fact that there was this biodegradable, edible, combustible, compostable thing, and it was going to be $184 billion, that turned out to be $500 billion, yeah. and we didn't do anything And we about didn't do anything We didn't follow the companies or buy some of their shares and support them to do more research. Correct. Or, Correct. Anyway. 
But that's good. Well, that's that's good. a good yeah, news story. I like a good news well, story. I've got because that's one of my pet peeves, right? Oh, yeah. Is packaging waste. Well, there was um because because I I do con- I I am a I'm a consumer yep. of things. Yep. And often the things arrive, and the packaging around the things Ooh, when they arrive terrible is over the top compared to what's yeah, inside totally. the bloody package. So but, but will not break down for three hundred years yeah. either. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I'm not a fan of buying the, you know how they have at the fruit and vegetable yep. places they prepackage the beans and the peas and things in plastic with plastic. Yeah, going yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Give me yeah. a paper bag. Yeah, I'll stick them in myself and I'll weigh it myself. Yeah, don't don't package Just all this put stuff. Put the up. newspaper in a wooden crate. Yeah, right. And then let me scoop it out and scoop put it, it in a biodegradable bag that's been made out of something else. Correct. That'll decompose in about three minutes. It does annoy me. Well, we continue to perpetuate. Especially all this waste. when you can go and buy dissolvable bathers. We did talk <laughs> about that, didn't we? <laughs> At some stage, I think we did. Now, I've got a lovely little story straight off the back of your story there, yeah. though. Yes. Which I got told on the weekend, and apparently it is a true story. Yes. It sounds a bit far fetched, but apparently it's true that there was a particular. Um, function that was held I and doesn't matter I think it was a wedding anyway there was a, a young <clears throat> waiter or waitress again doesn't matter um, and they said oh this is an incredible place and venue and they, she said you know what's amazing she said everything is edible your cutlery your plate oh, really cool everything is edible yeah anyway so uh, the people go this is amazing there's people chewing on finish their meal and chewing on their fork, you know, their wooden fork that's edible. Um, anyway, so um, another waiter comes over and says, could I just ask what you're doing? Yes, the, the young waiter and waitress said to us that everything was edible. We think it's magnificent. She said, no, it's biodegradable. It's not edible. <laughs> <laughs> so all these people have been munching. They've got a bit of fibre in there. They've got the candlestick <laughs> and they're trying to bite their way through. Apparently, there's a to dif- whatever degree, apparently there's a difference yeah, between biodegradable, uh, biodegradable and combustible and edible. Compostable. So, compostable, yeah, edible. all of the above. So I, I hope that story is true because it's a lovely story, but it, it was told to me uh, by somebody very close to me. Now, I've got a ripper for you. Yes. Um, or do you want to run with one? Because I'm no, going to no, do no, one that will roll into a, a, a further one, though. Okay. Go but I'll need, I'm going to need some time. So have we got time on our side? Yeah, we've got, we've certainly do. Okay, let's go with this. So first of all, I'm going to open with this. Robot Sparrow. Robot, yeah, I yeah, did read this. Rules the warehouse. Uh, Amazon's robotics lab outside Boston, Massachusetts, the company's newest automate, um, or This is the big Amazon the mob. The newest automaton. And this this is the new Sparrow. robots they've got. Yeah, right. What do they call it? Sparrow. Well, they're all after bird names. They've got, they've got Sparrow, Robin, Cardinal. So, okay, yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, no kookaburra yet? No, not yet. Okay. No, no. Emu's on the way. Um, Sparrow uh, picks out items to be shipped to customers displaying human hand-like dexterity. Dexterity. Yes. There's a word that you don't that's, hear every that's day. lovely, yes. No. Um, well, in fact, I use the word imprimata. Imprimata. Yeah, oh, somebody, somebody Look at you. wrote down and commented. Uh, Mr. Britannica will call you. Yeah. A lovely word. <laughs> um, it's the e-commerce giant's most advanced robot yet and could soon do the job of hundreds of thousands of Amazon employees who sort and send five Billion packages yeah, they send a lot. annually. 
developments powering robots such as Robin Card and all the fueling fears the warehouse will one day be run by machines. Amazon Robotics Chief Ty Brady plays down such concerns which have been expressed by labour unions. It's not machines replacing people, Mr Brady said. It's actually machines and people working together in order to collaborate to do a job. Uh, so, it's, it's machines replacing so let people. Me, yeah, just let me think about that for a moment. Okay, so the 300 people that were doing the picking and packing, does it take 300 of them to make this machine work? No, it only takes one. Oh, okay. Okay, then. Um, Oh, yeah, but by the way... They're working together, though. No, but that machine's actually run by a computer, (laughs) so we actually don't need anybody. (laughs) So, um, Sparrow can successfully detect and select an individual item for millions of products, different stuff, blah, 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 blah. So, anyway, they're talking about its dexterity and what it can do. that's good. That's robotics. I saw some some robots over the weekend on something, and the movement... And they were dancing, like smooth, good dancing. So... the the movement piece is just getting off the chart good. Yeah, it's good. Super good. So that led me to think, as we always do, ah. when you get a short little uh, burst of a, an article, uh, we have you, to... You, you did the, why is it so? No, I did the extrapolation. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to now talk you through, uh, but I'm also going to ask you what you think these people did. But this is a quick... 30 jobs that no longer exist. Ah, yes. because of the, the me- mechanisation? Not necessarily. Digitisation and robotisation. them. Okay, go. Um, anyway, 30 jobs that no longer exist. Um, how about the first one that doesn't have a... Um, this one doesn't even have a name. So we'll move to the next one. What about... What do you think a factory lector is? A factory lector. Yeah, L-E-C-T-O-R. Ah, that would be someone who explains... Uh, to the factory workers what they need to do every day. Well, sort of. Uh, 1800s onwards, Cuban cigar factories hired lectors to read mainly left-wing books. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Newspapers what, and What so out on. loud to the uh, cigar yeah, makers? To the, to the workers while ah, they rolled away. Propaganda. So it's sort of just, you know, keeping them entertained. Anyway, it was banned because they believed that they were spreading communist and <laughs> anarchist <laughs> ideas. Oh, there you so go. anyway, um, no more how about this one? Yeah. You'll love this one. What do you reckon the knocker-upper does? <laughs> <laughs> True. Probably something that can't be replaced <laughs> by a robot, or maybe it can. I don't uh, know. Well, it, it could be replaced by a, a robot. Knocker upper. Yeah. I reckon that's someone that just. I'll keep it clean. Yeah, yeah. That's how you, when you're knocking a cricket bat. No, a knocker upper was when they didn't have alarm clocks, and these people used to go around with a little wooden stick and tap on your door oh, and wake they? you up. A knocker up your alarm clock. <laughs> I read another one where they actually had like little fingers on the end of a pole and they go and tap on your window if you're <laughs> up on the second floor or throw pebbles at your window. <laughs> they came around to wake you up. There you go. So knocker upper. Fair enough. Um, what about a night soil collector? <laughs> well, that's that's the... Uh, the um, Poo man. <laughs> the shit carter. Yeah, well, yes. pretty much. What about this little fella? What about a doffer? A doffer? D-O-double-F-E-R. Someone that just walks around doffing their hat? Child labour was sadly a fact of life in many Western countries up to and enduring the early 20th century. Doffers, for instance, were nimble-fingered young boys who worked ah. in textile factories, removing and replacing bobbins from the spinning frames and were common sight in American mills until 1933. Because they had little fingers. They had little fingers. Yeah. Doffers. Or no fingers. Or sometimes. T- sometimes. <laughs> um, 
Well, it was self-explanatory. There used to be a group of men that would go around, and they were just called the rat, the rat catchers. They go around catching rats. Yeah. yeah. Can that be done by robots now? Oh, they'd just laser them, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> what about a breaker boy? A breaker boy. Have you ever heard of a breaker boy? Um, I reckon a breaker boy would be someone who, um, who, um, breaker boy. I don't know. He'd go around and tell people when their brakes work. Tough gig, this one. Another Victorian profession that has thankfully disappeared, coal breaking. Oh, coal breaking. Entailed separating impurities from coal by hand. Ouch. That would hurt. Um, and was mainly carried out by children. The work was dangerous and children often cut and burned their hands. Some even lost their lives. Um, public condemnation grew in the 1800s, early 1900s, and by 90, it only took 120 years to outlaw it. So, anyway, <laughs> they moved fast. Oh, here's my favourite. The Muffin Man. Ah, <laughs> wow. I, 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 first of all, shuddered because I thought... This was the button man. Oh, the button man. <laughs> this now, is the muffin man. For listeners who are not familiar with the button man well, need gonna, to go back what? to episode 53. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and it's yeah. about that long ago. Don't go to Mount don't Buffalo. Don't go to Mount Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the muffin, muffin man. man does? Well, it's obvious, isn't it? He's yeah. the guy that makes the muffins well, for everybody. No, not only that, um, he is the cheery hawker who would go from house to house at breakfast time carrying a tray of freshly baked English muffins on his head. On his head. <laughs> He'd walk around with a well, that's a great job. On his head. The so practice, would he toast them up and put some, no, you know, the practice, honey on them? And all of the above. No, he just dished them out. The practice continued well into the 20th century in some cities. Uh, there's a photograph here of the Muffin Man taken in 1924. Lovely. How good is that? Um, self-explanatory again, a buggy whip maker. Yes. Well, yeah, that's, so that's right. Uh, an ice cutter. Yeah. All Makes right. sense. Um there's a few more. So why don't we go for a break and park and then I'll just come back with a couple more. Oh, we, can, we can do that, Muffin Man. <laughs> no problem. Ice cutter. <laughs> Ice cutter. Oh, sorry, Muffin yeah. Man. I was talking to you. We were talking off here about the Muffin Man. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Um, so then there was an ice woman as opposed to an ice man with the, with the big blocks of ice that used to go around. Yeah, they used to go, the, yes. The yes. gas lamp. Lighter? Yes, a gas lamp lighter. Um, what about a caddy? Oh, here you go. What about a caddy butcher? C-A-D-D-Y. What do you reckon a caddy butcher did? Someone that drives around in a golf cart butchering animals. Or a Cadillac. <laughs> um, no, this one wasn't so flash. This guy specialised in selling horse meat. Ugh, that's um, not a great job. Which... Apparently, it was actually pretty popular in the UK and the US up until the 1940s. So they re- realised they could get better meat. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, um, whale meat seller. What about a stoker? Oh, someone who stokes the fire, Scotty. Close enough. Um, telegraph operator, telegraph telegram boy, which is basically a courier. Yeah. Now, how about this one? What about a pin setter? A pin setter? Yeah. Wow, someone that sets your pin for you at the yeah. ATM. No, nearly... They set your pins at the bowling alley when you knock them all over. Oh, They're up the end. They, they stand would... them back up. Now the robots do yeah, it. Yeah, now the robots do it. Instead of the blokes who right. get bruised thumbs. So that died out in the 1940s. Matt, that'd be a hard job, wouldn't it? It'd be a sweaty job. Yeah, you'd have to lean over end. and set them all back up again. Yeah, set them all up again. Um, you used to have log drivers. They stand on a big log and float them down the river. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I remember seeing that. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Peace to resistance. Yeah. This man sells, he's a salesman, but he sells things that are used. Oh. They're called 
teeth. Oh, <laughs> no. The used teeth salesman. No. For much of the 20th century... What would people buy them access, for? Well, access to decent dental treatment was limited, particularly in Europe, and many people who couldn't afford to visit the dentist really? resorted to buying second-hand false teeth. You're kidding. No. Um, when their pearlies had rotted away. The foundation of the NHS in 1948 ended no. the... Icky trade in the UK, though it carried on into other parts of Europe for a while longer. This photo was taken in Amsterdam, 1955. Oh, that's that's used, quite gross, mate. Used teeth. <laughs> I'm not happy with that. <laughs> that's got you. I'm not happy with that, that one. That squared you right up. You're plum. That's yeah, I'm glad right that. I'm glad we okay, don't have that. We'll job move on. Anymore. Switchboard operator, um, human computer. Yeah. So, uh, human computers worked for organisations crunching numbers right up until the 1960s. Did they? Yeah. Human the computers. The profession was notably inclusive at a time when science jobs were dominated by white males. Hidden Figures, a 2016 book by Margot Lee um, Sheetley, tells the story of three African-American women... Oh, they went on. They were the, the genius women that worked oh, for NASA. Oh, yes. There was, a, film. there was a movie about a it. Yeah, yeah, it was called... Uh, it doesn't say what it was called. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Uh, it was, called, was it called Numbers or something like that? But it was. did you see the film? I haven't seen the film. Oh, I saw the shorts. You must. It's ap- You must in the next Didn't seven days. Didn't they code and all that yeah, sort of stuff? Yeah, they were just... They were genius. Yeah. They were the only reason that NASA got to wherever they were going to at the time. Brilliant. Um, you've got to see that film. Linotype operator, so that's uh, linotypes in the... Yeah, someone who just types on lino on the kitchen floor. No. <laughs> Is that right? No, it was <laughs> actually the typewriter, the lino that goes oh, through. Um, what yes. about the old cigarette girl? Oh, yeah. Walk around with a tray of cigarettes. Yeah. Um, that was more fun than a, the cigarette dispenser. Yeah, exactly. Um uh, Elevator operator, so an attendant. Oh, I wrote a song about that. Yeah. Now, what about a soda jerk? <laughs> well, there's a band called the Soda Jerks. Oh, well. Yeah. A typically an energetic young man with big personality, Soda Jerks operated the soda fountains in American drugstores. There you go. So he was a quarter uh, projectionist. Yeah, well, so they, we they're automatic now, aren't they? Yeah. I don't have a typist anymore. Um, encyclopedia seller. Don't have no, them anymore. No, they door What about a rag and bone man? Well, they used to sell used clothing. He ring his bell, collecting junk from grateful residents. Yeah, kind of so, like a like a clept like a steptoe and son. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's now called junker junkies us or something. Yeah. Think, so. <laughs> Junks are us. Junks are us. Um, <laughs> throw out your dead. <laughs> um, a video store clerk. So you go. Well, there's there. no video no, stores no video anymore. Stores. Outdated occupation. Uh, well, there we go. So that's basically all those jobs that used to exist. Now they're all run now by a robot called Sparrow. Yeah, Sparrow and Bluey and and uh, Robin the and Cardinal, Cardinal and the Kookaburra yeah, and the Cockatoo. Cardinal and the Priest. That's yes. right. Very good. <laughs> so there we go. Sorry if that dragged on a bit, but I no, just that's it was right. quite fascinating. That's, that's quite fascinating. A step back in time. Yes. Thank you, Scotty. All right. Over to you, old Hey, son. did you see the, um, the new king? What's his name? King Charles? Yeah. Did you see the bloke who chucks some eggs at him? Yeah. He asked him for a recipe and he didn't give it to him. <laughs> so he's gone, well, you may as well have the eggs then. Well, he's just, he's made scrambled eggs for him. Yes. That's what he's done. He managed to miss He's had four somehow. shots. Yeah, I know. It must I be that. terrible. If you're going to be an egg thrower. Wouldn't you at least practice with like a cricket ball or well, something like that until you get your aim right or a baseball? 
So he got four yeah, away, did he? He's got four away and he's missed completely, all four. Okay. I've only got one other word for you. Yeah. Security? Yeah, well, that's right. They did Where get him. were they? I reckon next time he, try, he might have to try with his left because he's clearly no good with his right hand. Well, maybe he's got a bit of swing. Might have a bit of, <laughs> might have swing in the air, the egg. A bit of swing in the air. I've never thrown eggs. Do they Do they move in the air? I don't know. I have thrown know. an egg, I think. Uh, I don't know when, but um, I don't believe so. No. Anyway. I, just, I spotted that through not, the week. And not, not, not unless one of the sides is a bit roughed up. Or <laughs> maybe a, bit yeah, a bit of sandpaper. Get a bit head. of movement through the air. Exactly. Yeah. Rub it across they your don't bacon. bounce too well, though. Rub it across your hash brown. They don't <laughs> bounce off the scene no, very well. No, they tend to just stick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he hasn't had a great start, has he? No. The old Charlie boy. No. We're, we're taking him off, apropos of an episode a few back, um, we're taking him off the five bucker. Oh, yeah. the five buck. No, no gone. Yeah, yeah gone. Yeah, yeah. We're hey, um, Crocodile Dundee. You know there's an we? election coming up. Oh, God. If you haven't heard. Oh. <laughs> Stab me with a rusty fork Correct, now. in the eye. Oh, God. But this is great. This is out of Washington. This yep. is a dead politician that was elected. Oh, magnificent. This is a great story. What an efficient one. <laughs> oh, careful. <laughs> Polit- oh. Political joke warning. <laughs> um, this is a Pennsylvania state oh. politician who died of cancer uh, just a month ago, was wow. re elected by a crushing margin. <laughs> the problem was the guy died and it was too late to get his name off, off the, the ballot. ballot. Right. So people um, just went uh, and voted for him and he retained his seat with 86% of the votes. That is unbelievable. <laughs> and he's not there to so- fulfill his. Well, I was he's elected say, uh, responsibility. Doesn't all go well for his uh, opponents who were alive <laughs> and didn't get well, to I vote. thought of that. So we that, would we, prefer we to elect a dead person, dead guy, than you. Than you. <laughs> well, I hadn't that thought of it that way. One of the all-time great calls. That is a great call. That's a great call. We're saddened to see the loss of Representative Tony DeLuca, which is his name. We're proud to see the voters continue to show their confidence in him <laughs> and his commitment to the democratic values <laughs> by re-electing him posthumously oh. and a representative of the Pennsylvania Democratic Party said. My so, goodness me. We'd rather have a dead one than you. Stiff at last, eh? <laughs> Seriously. Um, do you like snails? Uh, I, to, not to eat. No. Have no. You, have you ever eaten them? Yeah, yeah, a couple right. of times. No, I've only ever there's not enough once. garlic on the planet for no, me. No, there's not enough anything on the planet, the chili, garlic, or anything else. No. Um, so, what do you reckon? What do you reckon the problem is when there is a plague of giant African snails? Sounds like one of those movies, <laughs> Attack of the Killer Snail, or something like that. Right. Um, the only good thing about that, Scotty, yes. is you'd be able to run away from them. They're Don't not, count your chickens. They're not going to catch you. <laughs> Don't count your chickens just yet. Um, this is in Maracaibo. Where's um, Maracaibo? Uh, near Marrakesh. Right. <laughs> and I just made that up. Yes. Um, Maracaibo, a plague of giant Africans. So Maracaibo must be in Africa. Well, right? check it out. A plague of giant. And now I'm where a snail has to be I want to thank you for me but-
the nose. 